Hi guys, welcome back to the Where Join the Curls podcast. I do want to apologize for the delay in this episode, but I have had a lot happen to me, which I will inform you about at a much later episode, but I was taking a much needed break after one of the most exciting moments of my life. So while I was away, I finally got to do my very first solo trip. And it was much more better than I could have ever imagined. So I will begin by sharing with you how the universe prepared me to take this trip. Then I'll tell you about the mistakes that I made as a first-time solo traveler. And then I will tell you the lesson that this country taught me. So for my 25th birthday, I had booked a trip to Thailand. I just had the flight and that was right around the time that COVID started. But because of the pandemic, that was canceled uh, for obvious reasons. When my flight was canceled, I was a bit sad because I'm like, oh, I really wanted to do Asia. Um, I wanted to enter my 25th birthday in a in a different country, in a different environment. Um, I kind of pushed thailand to the back of my mind and i didn't really think about it up until feb of 2021 and if you know and if you've been hearing these episodes and you're all caught up then you know that that's the moment when i began to get in tune with myself and in tune with the world and whenever i would work out i would have this mindset or this thought like you are doing this because you're gonna look so amazing in thailand and I would sweat and I would just feel my body transforming. And I'm like, I'm going to look so great in Thailand. Like, I cannot wait. So I began having this pressure. Now, Thailand kept coming up in my thoughts. Now, I had to make it real. I included it in my vision board. I would write about it on my my list of goals. And I would, like, sort of, like, just get in the feel of it. I was feeling the feelings that I thought that I would feel while I was there. I ended up booking the trip around October, November, and I remember booking it out of impulse. It was just one day, one random moment, I said, I need to book this trip now, because if not, I will never go. I booked the trip, not with the idea that I would go alone. I thought I would probably get my friends involved. But after I booked it, or this thought just kept on popping up and it was like you have to go to thailand by yourself so when i began telling my friends i didn't really i told them because i kind of expected them to join me but when they kind of like made excuses i was like whew, like i felt relieved normally like i would kind of feel sad and i would question my choices like should i go like is it safe but when they told me that they couldn't go i just kind of felt glad because i just felt like i was meant to do this alone so, oof, fast forward to April of 2022, I am submitting my Thailand pass and I made the mistake of submitting the Thailand pass three days before my flight, 
When I submitted it, it said to do it three to seven business days. So I went into a panic because I submitted it Friday night. I'm like, oh, my flight is on Wednesday. They're going to deny me. Like, what if they deny me? I did get denied. And I have goosebumps as I'm about to tell you this. I looked at that letter and I was like, hell no. <laughs> there is no way. I was like, I know it in my soul that I am meant to go to Thailand. There is no way. And I immediately went into action. Normally, I go into panic. I add pressure to myself and I'm like, okay, so what am I going to do? No, I was like, hell no. There's just no way <laughs> that they're going to deny me. So I immediately, I went to work. I was calling them. I was like on and off on the phone with the hotel. Just trying to get in contact with somebody because my Thailand pass had to be approved. And when it finally came back approved, I literally started crying. I was like, this is it. This is the moment that you've been waiting for. You are about to make one of your wildest dreams come true. Oh, and I'm telling you this as, with so much emotion because I can, I can refill what I was feeling when I got accepted. I'm, ref I'm reliving the moments up until I landed in Thailand. This was something that I was a thousand percent certain of. It's something that I didn't question before. Like, I, I just didn't even have time to question, like, anything about this trip because I knew that I was meant to go there. So I got to Thailand. I got to experience how beautiful Thailand is. Like, I highly, highly recommend Thailand to every single person out there. I recommend it as a solo trip, but obviously... You should go with people if you don't feel comfortable traveling alone. You should go with a partner. Like literally, Thailand has it all. Which goes into one of the, some of the mistakes that I made on my very first solo trip. So I did not do any research. And part of me not doing any research was because I felt like, what if it got canceled? I didn't want to crush my little hopes and dreams. I didn't want to crush my spirit. So I didn't do any research and planning. I think, though, this was both good and bad. The con to this was that I ended up spending a bit more than what I would have if I would have taken my time to plan it out. Because, like, the flights that normally were, like, $30, I ended up paying $100. I ended up paying way more just because I did it, like, a few days before or the day before. Literally. Um, so I think that's one of the biggest mistakes that I made was not having some sort of plan I was literally going with the flow, which also was such a huge deal for me because I didn't have plans and that allowed me to feel free to do whatever I wanted. I was literally in control. There was no set itinerary. There was nothing that I, you know, that I had high on my list. It was literally like, let me see where, thi where this day takes me. And that was so peaceful. My next biggest mistake that I feel like I've made was that I have not traveled solo before. Once you travel solo, there is no really coming back from it because you are shown all that you are capable of doing. And I'm going to speak on this a little bit, in a little bit. So um, you just you just can't come back from a solo trip. And that's all I'm going to say for now. But Thailand showed me that most of my fears are just that. A fear of the unknown me 
creating scenarios in my head. Like my reasonings for not being able to solo travel before were one, that I was afraid of the dark. That was easily solved because I left my I left the nightlight on in Thailand. The fear of feeling alone. Guys, I not once, not once on that trip felt alone. I felt like I was meant to be there. I met so many great people. Even when I was alone, even when I had moments alone, I never really felt it because I was just in good company with myself. And then in terms of safety, it was like I always felt safe. I did not feel unsafe at all. The first day that I got there, I was supposed to wait in my hotel room until I got my negative COVID test back. I ended up sleeping from 1 p.m. to 9 p.m. in Thailand time. And when I woke up, I was like, well, it's 9 p.m. I haven't ate. I need to go out and eat. And then that came with the realization, like, it's nighttime, Joe. You're in a different country by yourself. Are you really going to do this? Whew. I stepped out of my hotel room, literally in biker shorts and a t-shirt. I had no plans. I was literally saying, I'll find the nearest thing outside of my hotel. That's what I'm going to eat. That's what I'll settle for. <sighs> I did not end up coming back to my hotel room till like 3 in the morning because I was partying my life away just with ties and by myself too. And I just, I was in awe. Like That was the reassurance. That same night, I met these four amazing Thai women. Who from that moment, just me meeting them at this um, bar called New York, um, I immediately felt like, Joel, you made the right choice. This is your proof. You are out here on a bar, dancing your life away by yourself. You're meeting amazing people. This feels so dope. So from that moment on, I even got, like, I even let my phone die that night. I wasn't even worried. I'm like, I know how to get back to my hotel, like, I got this. Like that's it. I belong here. And usually, I feel about I feel that way about almost all the countries that I go to. You give me a few hours in any given country, and I act like I run that shit. I act like I've lived there for quite some time. And now, into the feelings. Um, I truly did feel like a bad bitch, and excuse my language. I felt so powerful. I felt so in control. I was at an ultimate high. It was more than physical because I felt like a celebrity there. Like everybody would come up to me and they would ask me for a picture. They would try to like, they would ask me if they could touch my hair. They would come up to me just randomly and strike a conversation. So again, I never felt alone and I felt like I had this power. Like I was in control finally of my life. I wasn't at work. So I literally had nobody to respond to. So what that looked like for me and what that gave me was the opportunity to wake up whenever I wanted, go to sleep whenever I wanted, do the things that I wanted for however long I wanted. If I wanted to leave a place, I could leave. If I wanted to stay in a place for six hours, talking to strangers, doing whatever I wanted to do or needed to do, I could have done it because I was alone. I was on nobody else's time but my own. And also, Thailand gave me that peace and quiet time to sit down and like journal more i was reading i was interacting again i never felt alone i was constantly meeting people but as i was reflecting like i feel so powerful i feel in control like i love this for me 
I met some girl, so some sweet, sweet girl from London. And she shared with me that she had traveled to Thailand to get over a heartbreak. And like, I immediately sort of felt this connection with her. Like I knew that I would hang out with her at a later time during my trip. Um, she ended up calling me and she's like, I want to take you to see the elephants. Now, like I said, I didn't have any plans and I wasn't planning on seeing the elephants. Like in my mind, it just wasn't something that was on my list. Right. Until she comes along, she takes me to see the elephants and wow, like I kept telling her, I'm like, I am so glad that you dragged me to this. If you were not here, I wouldn't have done this. And I was like, just the being around the elephants made me feel even more powerful. It made me feel so beautiful, so at peace, so grounded with the universe. It was just a different experience. So after we did this, I actually, a few days later, I left to Chiang Mai. In Chiang Mai, I met this taxi driver. And on my second day there, he's like, I'm going to take you to see the elephants. I'm going to take you water rafting. I'm going to take you to see the Long Neck Tribe. And I was like, okay, I wasn't really feeling to see the elephants again because I'm like, I just saw them. But I'm like, you know what? I, I had a really great experience. Let me go see them again. When I got back home that night, I was sitting down on the floor eating my life away. Like, I will not lie to you. Because Thailand was so cheap, I would overdo it. So <laughs> in front of me, I had spring rolls. I had something with crabs. I had this really sausage, really good sausage cake. I was just like feasting and I was like, take out your journal. I took out my journal and I began writing and I wrote, it is said that an elephant means power and strength, but today I saw them stripped of their power and I got to thinking how many of us claim to be powerful or strong, yet we are mentally caged. How many of us can really say that we are free, free from our past, free from the opinions of others free from the time constraints, free from society's beauty standards, free from our own minds and thoughts, free from our fears, free from of the what is, free of all the things that life and we put on ourselves. Or is that all a show, an act in a circus? And what does it take to be free? What is the price of freedom? That, I was dwelling on that, I'm like, here are these beautiful, beautiful animals. They are spiritually seen as powerful and with the most strength. They are one of the biggest, if not the biggest animal on this planet. And yet, because they don't realize their power, they cannot free themselves. I immediately thought this elephant could literally stomp all over this man and free itself and just run wild. But instead, it's here. It's being trained by these men to do what they want them to do to get money out of them. And I was like, if they realize their strength, they would literally take over. They would literally be walking around free. And yes, there was a lot of free elephants, but I'm talking about the ones that I got to experience who were caged in, those who could not really escape or run or walk in the wild. And then I thought about my own self. And I was like, up until this point, this is the most powerful moment in my life. 
and it is the most powerful moment in my life is because I am truly free. And I feel that way in almost all of my vacations. Because at that moment, I'm away from work. If you know me and you've been on vacation, I try to stay away from my phone. And even when I'm on my phone, like I'm not texting, I'm not texting as much. I'm not calling people back. Like I am literally just trying to be in the moment. And that is one of the moments when I feel the most powerful and free is when I'm on vacation because literally it's just me and nobody's going to tell me what to do. Like, you know, and then I thought about like all the things that I have to work on and questioning myself and, you know, as free as I've become as open as my cage door is, there is still a lot of things that I have to work on. You know, I still have to free myself from this little angry inner child that I have within me. I still have to free myself from some fears that I have, which usually these fears are passed down from generation to generation or from what we see in our upbringing, whether that's through poverty, through the lack of education in our education system, through just people telling us what we can and can't do based on their own fears. I was thinking about like my relationship with others and I was also thinking about how I am not really free from the opinions of others as I say that I am because there are times where I get triggered and I get defensive and my wall comes up and these are things that I'm working on and yes these triggers serve me they all have a purpose in my life which I'll make an episode on but I was like you know I'm still not as fully free and that is what I want to leave you with. The what's holding you back? Are you still inside a mental cage? What takes, what would it take to free you? And what price are you willing to pay for your freedom? And again, I'm not just talking about getting up and going, which that too, like what's holding you back where you're at? What's holding you in these unhealthy relationships? What's making you be the unhealthy partner, the unhealthy friend, the unhealthy family member? What's holding you back from your dreams? What's holding you back from saying, I am going to give this my all because this is my dream? Are you still defining success by what society tells us to do? That it's a nine to five, a picket white fence, a great relationship? Or is it the daily habits, how you wake up feeling, the peace that you feel, the happiness that you feel? I do want to share with you another thing that another thing that I reflected on or something else that I learned in Thailand. So I got to visit the Long Neck Tribes. And if you don't know what the Long Neck Tribes is, the Long Neck Tribe is a group of is a group of women from Myanmar who have elongated their necks as a way of beauty. That's what they believe makes them beautiful. Having these long necks. So they have rings around their necks. They usually start about the around the age of five all the way up until 21 to 25 because they add around one ring one to three rings per year and their necks are just super long they look like giraffe like almost and this was something that i read about in middle school and high school and i couldn't grasp the idea of women going through that extreme to show their beauty or to feel beautiful um, at the time, I was also reading about how Chinese women would bind their feet. Again, another idea that I couldn't grasp. Which 
at the time I didn't really realize that, but all cultures, all women around the world practice something to make themselves appear more beautiful. They go through the extremes or what seems extreme to one culture may not be extreme to the other or vice versa, you know, or between cultures, we share some ideas, but women around the world constantly have to change their image just to fit in. And that sort of connected with the idea of free of freedom. And I connected it to freedom because I saw this young girl who was about five to six. And it's like, does a five to six year old know what beauty really means? Can she really decide for herself? She can't. She's not given the choice because it's already passed down from generation to generation. It's something that's going to keep on in their practice, whether that's what they believe or not. And like, you know what happens if you grow old and you don't feel beautiful with these rings on or like with surgery or like whatever, you feel like you, you know, you did it for the moment. These are permanent things that affect the way you look forever. So I was sort of sad for this little girl, but then I'm like, you know what? My my idea of beauty and her and her, their ideas of beauty are very different. And if it was working for them, like great, that's amazing. But in this too, something that took me all the way back, like something that I was not expecting because I didn't do any research, was that there are a lot of prostitution is so common in Thailand, as well as what they call lady boys, which is a man turning himself into a woman and selling them and selling themselves on the street. I was in such a shock because I had never seen prostitution that vividly in my face. It was literally almost every woman on this strip looking for a man, looking for a person to sell their body to. And it got me thinking, got me back to thinking like, I came from a place of privilege when I used to say like, well, this person is the way that they are because they chose that. Um, This person can easily get up and change themselves. This person doesn't have to, you know, experience these hardships or whatever. But as I was talking to somebody in Thailand, a young guy from Germany discussed like we come from a place of privilege and it's easy for us to judge. Um, it's easy for us to come in to somebody else's culture and into somebody else's land, into somebody else's business and say like, why are they doing this? They, they don't have to do this. They can easily change. And I'm not just talking about like the job prostitution in, in itself, but it's like suffering or, you know, being in a, in a, unhealthy relationship being the aggressor whatever we constantly judge like why didn't that woman leave why didn't that man leave why aren't you doing this why are you doing this because it's so much easier when we're not on that side thankfully i've never had to sell myself because i've never been in that much need but these women you know some might not have had the option some might only see that as their only escape and i saw that you know through young girls, you know, it was heartbreaking, but I saw what appeared to be like, she she appeared to be 14 to 19 the most. 
you know, with this older man who looked about his 40s, 50s. And he was, like, trying to kiss her. And she was, like, pushing back. And I'm like, oh, like, you know, like, the cost, again, of freedom. What is the cost of freedom? And what are people willing to pay? Because maybe that to her is her price of freedom. Maybe she's able with that money to pay for her education. To pay for, you know, bills at home. To pay for food. While I'm sitting here working from home, I can work from home, I don't ever have to worry or haven't had to worry about my next meal coming in. And yes, that sums it up. Thailand really just put freedom into a big perspective, not just physically, but mentally and emotionally. And being compassionate and understanding that I come from a place of privilege and that I might not understand why people do certain things. But to just accept it for what it is. Don't look at it with a, a judgmental eye. And in terms for me, like, come back home and practice that freedom that I felt in Thailand to practice it here. I don't only have to be free or feel free when I'm on vacation, away from my job, away from my phone. I can feel free by my daily actions. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I... Cannot wait to continue doing more episodes for you. I hope that you enjoyed this one. And I will come back with more juicy details on this trip much later down the line.